This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. This is your bartender for the night. My name is Anthony. You can call me dude if you're bad with names. I'm completely cool with that. How is everybody doing? The winter weather snap uh, has pretty much gotten rid of itself uh, where I live. Everybody's back to normal. Nobody has to drive a four-wheel drive uh, unless they really want to. And, uh, you know, everything is back to normal except for... You know, some stores are missing some of their shipments and probably some of the restaurants, uh, especially the Whataburger. That should give you a hint that I live in Texas. Whataburger ran out of beef. How do you do that? I mean, wow. Anyway, this is the beginning of the shift, so we got to come up with a drink special to put on the board. Maybe I can bribe the waiter or waitress that's working with me to write it on there because my handwriting sucks. So, uh, this one I pulled from the Weekend Mixologist on Instagram. This drink is called the Snozberry. The only reason why I picked it is because, uh, it, you know, the whole Willy Wonka reference to me. What's a Snozberry? Well, apparently this guy has it. How to make the Snozberry? The ingredients you are going to need is one ounce of aged rum. Boy, I'm going to really butcher some of the names or how to pronounce some of this stuff. Let me start over. One ounce of aged rum, one ounce of Batavia Iraq, half ounce of Swedish punish. Yeah, it says P-U-N-S-C-H. Half ounce of raspberry syrup, three quarter ounce fresh lime juice, juice, and one dash of grapefruit bitters. Now, what you're going to do with this is add all these ingredients to your shaker and then then add ice. Shake well and then double strain into a chilled cup uh, coop garnished with a mixed berry smoked edible bubble. Uh, you know what? I don't uh, put a lot of uh, uh, you know put a, a lot of faith in those edible bubble things. I'm uh, you know most of the time I'm sitting there saying what's the point. But uh, in order to make the snozberry, you got to make an edible bubble, I guess. Maybe try without it. So uh, that was from the Weekend Mixologist on Instagram. Thank you very much for letting me steal off your page, whether you knew it or not. And uh, go check out his uh, Instagram page. He's got a lot of great drink, great drink ideas. So anyway, before we get started, I just want to remind you all that if you want to follow me or contact me, all you have to do is just get on Facebook and or Instagram and look up Hey Bartender Podcast. You'll find ways to contact me, and you can check out the stuff that I do and be alerted for new episodes constantly if you really want to, which I really hope you do. Remember to share, like, and subscribe, and give me some ratings on iTunes and Spotify. I really could use a whole bunch of those. So help me out. Help your bartender out here, and let's boost this show up a little bit because I want to get bigger. I want to do more things, and the only way I can do that is with your help. So help out your bartender uh, at Hey Bartender Podcast. I've been asked recently by a handful of my coworkers or people that I happen to know, you know, why do I do this podcast? And uh, at first, uh, I sat back and thought, I really want to do a podcast. I really, really want to do a podcast. But what do I want to talk about? Well, I'm a pop culture junkie, but there's a lot of those. And if you get one little detail wrong, you could uh, get... 
hung out to dry. And uh, then I started thinking, you know, talk about uh, playing music, but I'm not that excellent, uh, excellent musician in order to be a good influence for other musicians. Uh, I can talk about uh, being shy around women, but uh, then I got scared of doing that and decided not to do it. But then I remembered how much fun I had when I was bartending because uh, bartending is a great job. I, uh, you have your good nights and you have, you have your bad nights. But the reason why mostly I came up with this podcast is to uh, share my bartending stories and hopefully get some more of you guys, uh, bartenders, servers, uh, people that work in fast food, whatever, to come onto my show and talk about your lives, talk about your jobs. And, you know, it just, it was just sounded like something that would be really fun to do. So I tell everybody, it's just, uh, it's a subject that I know about because it's mostly about me and I enjoy doing this and, you know, being an introvert, you know, I don't, uh, I surprise myself from time to time because I'm doing a podcast where I'm actually talking to people, but then, uh, I, I justify the introvertedness just because I'm not talking to anybody. I'm talking to a microphone and, and keep my fingers crossed every week that you guys listen to this stuff. Thank you very much, by the way. But then I started thinking, you know, why did I bartend for all that time? Uh, uh, six years behind the bar, six or seven years. And you know what? I fucking enjoyed it. And cause I got to work with my friends or people that eventually became friends. And I got to meet different people all the time because I'd always, uh, well, no, I think it was, uh, ever since like seventh or eighth grade was where all of a sudden the social anxiety started coming in where I was afraid to speak in, uh, large groups of room because I'd be so afraid of saying something stupid in front of somebody, especially the pretty girl, uh, sitting three seats and one row, uh, one row over. But, um, I was all of a sudden I was being incredibly careful with things that I was saying in my life. And then it became, uh, where, uh, where my wheelhouse was just stand there, be quiet. And if I managed to get a one-on-one with somebody, it was fine. The conversation would always go great. But if I was all of a sudden in a room with a whole bunch of people, I there would be a good chance that people would not even remember that I was there until one day, uh, uh, ex-girlfriend of mine, she gave me this like quiz to try to figure out if I'm, I'm an introvert or an extrovert. And it turned out that I was, uh, an introvert. And then she told me all the signs. And at first I was like, no, I'm an extrovert. I, I like to talk to people. I like to go out uh, no, all this, and then she started telling me about all the typical signs, and you know, all the signs were there. And you know, I'd prefer preferred not to go out with a whole bunch, you know, to with a whole bunch of strangers. I have to have at least two, three friends with me, so I don't feel like I'm alone. And uh, you know, a bunch of stuff like that. So one day, the opportunity to become a bartender came up. I went to the bartending academy. And then I uh, eventually got a job where I was bartending. Now, the banquet bartending was my first official job. That didn't help anything with me being social because usually I was outside of the banquet room 
uh, I'd serve them their drink and they'd go away. There, there was nothing special about it. They didn't sit at the bar. They didn't talk to me. They just walk up to me, vodka crayon, here you go. And then they'd go away. But when I got my first job behind an actual bar, that's when uh, the whole thing about my social anxiety started to really, I had to really work on it. But after spending some time getting to know these people and making a few friends uh, or looking forward to some people showing up, and it's it became more natural. And, you know, I was more likely to uh, talk to these people since I took the time to get to know most of them, at least. But that's when all of a sudden I realized I like this job. This job's kind of fun. Now, for a, a, a person that has a little bit of social anxiety, yeah, talking to people about certain subjects can uh, send me into some kind of anxiety fit. It's like, I don't know shit about the uh, Denver Broncos. I don't know uh, shit about what happened in WWE other, the other day. Hey, does anybody want to talk about the Beatles? No shit. And, uh, but you know, it eventually came around to a point where I could kind of fake my way through a conversation or just sit there and say, you know what? I really don't know anything about that. Tell me because I've got the time right now because nobody's coming up for a drink. It's a slow night. And I started realizing I enjoy this job. And then so when these people come up to me and when I, when I was a bartender and say, why do you do this? Why don't you get a real job with real benefits and this, that, and the other thing? Okay, my self-esteem was a little bit on the low side. Here's what I mean. I'm going to open up to you guys a little bit. Uh, here's what I mean. The uh, My self-esteem was a little bit on the low side because even at that young age, I felt like a failure at damn near everything. I uh, I dropped out of high school, got my GED. I uh, dropped out of audio engineering school. I uh, lost a handful of jobs, and uh, at the and and I had a breakup during that six years with uh, with a couple girlfriends. You know, there were times where my uh, where my my self esteem was just completely shot. And I kept sitting there saying to myself uh, that this is what I can do. And, you know, because I can't go work for the big computer company. I can't go work for uh, Columbia Records or something like that because I don't have that piece of pigskin that says that I graduated. But all of a sudden, I realized that a lot of the kids that got that pigskin put, uh, put four years in the school and concentrated, studied their hardest and then they go into these buildings and say hey i graduated and they're like okay end of the line and you know they may or may not get that job or, or any kind of job that has anything to do with what they spent four years studying when they're at least uh vocation uh centered because you know you can you can go to school for four years to study engineering but say you uh you all of a sudden go out into the field and you've got all this information in your head. You know uh, the t proper PSI uh, something's supposed to be uh, in zero-degree temperature. You know uh, torque settings. You know 
uh, all this stuff. But the problem is you only know it, but you haven't done it. So, uh, sure, sure, you spent four years learning about that stuff in engineering, but you've never actually had any hands-on. So it's not like they're going to look at you and say, well, this guy went to college. He should be running this place. Most of the time, they're going to sit back and uh, look at these four-year college students and say, you know, you got to get back in the end of the line with the rest of them. And then they sit back and see that somebody that, uh, you know, had gone to, uh, didn't go to college, but just got a job straight out of high school is now their boss. And then they get resentful for that. Believe me, I heard that story come up in the bar tons of times. But there are a lot of people out there that, you know, the, the these four-year college people, these people that feel like or that have to wear a suit when they go to work or at least dress casual uh, or, you know, dress casual, uh, they look down on the service industry and uh, sit back and say, you know, what are you doing this for? Don't you want a real job? Or, you know, think to them, uh, think lowly on us and sit back and say that, oh, they, that's probably all they can do. They didn't go to college like me. Some people that work behind the bar, work the floor, um, hell, even probably, um, I worked at McDonald's for a year and a half and there, there was an old woman that had worked there for quite a few years and she just did it because she enjoyed it. If there was, uh, low stress. There was uh, not a huge demand on her. She just enjoyed working at McDonald's. No big deal. And I've met uh, bartenders that have been working behind the bar for, uh, you know, like 20, 30, maybe even 40 years. Why do they do it? Because they fucking enjoy it. And it's a great source of money. And you can uh, make people laugh. You can uh, talk to people. It is. Because it did feel like when I was bartending that uh, that was my social outlet right there because I could, you know, I could find somebody with a personality that's somewhat similar to mine and then we can sit and talk. But, uh, you know, some heavy debates like stuff you hear on Fox News or CNN or uh, any of those political things. No, I count me out. I'm out of that. But. Um, if you want to talk about a, a particular movie or uh, music, I, w- I could sit and talk to you and enjoy every second of that for hours. And, uh, you know, it seemed to work out for me because uh, where I lived, the grocery stores were open 24 hours. So when I got off work at 3 o'clock, I can go into the grocery store and get whatever I want and not have to... Uh, play bumper cars with other people's carts. I could, uh, I mean, you couldn't go into any real retail stores, but then if I woke up at a decent time, I could hit the retail stores before anybody else gets off work at five o'clock and do whatever it is I need or want to do. And my friends usually were the people that also worked at night, like just like I did. And so we were always cool to hang out. I mean, I've told you guys a dozen times how awesome it is to go to the late night diner uh, and just sit and BS with other bartenders and servers. And I mean, we all share stories. We all talk about our families and it's, uh, you know, more relaxing. I mean, some of the people that work those nine to five jobs that they might uh, go home 
right away. They might stop at the bar and have a beer with their friends, but they they're set on a time scale, and you know because some of, most of them have families, they've got responsibilities to deal with. But before, for some reason, between the hours of three a.m. and six a.m., there were no responsibilities for any of us. So, uh, like my, some of my friends that had kids. Their kids didn't need to wake up or go to school until about six or seven. So that was their quiet time. That was their ability to hang out with friends. If we needed to have a drink after shift, we just pick out somebody's place to go chill out at for an hour or two. And it was never, uh, you know, to the point where they became a burden and passed out uh, on the couch, at least not with my friends. Some of you guys might disagree. But you know what? Uh, I had just recently had a flash on something that happened when I was in high school. I, I, like I said, I was a little bit quiet in high school, but I was still trying to get to know people around me, especially freshman year. And after getting to know some of these, uh, some of the people around me and, uh, you know, them getting comfortable with me, especially, uh, it was mostly centered around the girls. Now it wasn't, uh, me trying to get in their pants or anything like that because I'm too shy uh, to try to make advances like that. But uh, when I was sitting around, I'd be sitting talking uh, talking to these various girls, and then all of a sudden, they would open up to me. They'd sit there and tell me that they're talking, uh, talk to me about that their parents are having trouble. They'd tell me that they'd have, tell me about whatever problem that they had on a date, uh, you know, or things that were unfair in their lives that they really wished that they could uh, improve somehow. And it be, uh, all of a sudden, I jokingly said to myself, man, I'd be a good bartender because, you know, I'm, uh, I listen to these people's problems. They feel comfortable telling me about what's going on in their life just to get it off their chest. But I also accidentally said that in front of my family, and they were like, oh, my God, is that what you want to do with your life? Well, it wasn't at the time I wanted to be the drummer for the next uh, big uh, rock and roll thing, but that never happened. My, uh, but eventually I did end up becoming a bartender just because I needed work. And uh, bartending was available, and I got, uh, I got some of the skills of the trade. But, uh, you know, eventually bartending was where I ended up. And I started using those skills, just uh, the key to getting people to feel comfortable around you most of the time, not all the time, was to shut the fuck up. You just They just need somebody to throw their uh, issues on and get it bounced, uh, you know, not necessarily get feedback, but they just needed to get off their chest. I mean, uh, there there's one server, I think about this story all the time because I laugh about it constantly. She was uh, she was standing there talking to me. She was saying that she was having trouble with her husband, and uh, all this, that, and the other thing. And she, um, you know, half, uh, uh, you know, about a half a second into the story, she goes, "Don't tell, don't talk to anybody about this." And I said, "Hey, don't worry about it." Then halfway through the story, she says, "Please don't tell anybody about this." And I say, "Hey, you can trust me." And then when she finally got it all off her chest, she's like, can you do me a favor and not tell anybody about this? And I said, hey, you can trust me. And then two days later, I find out everybody knows about it. So I kind of sat back and figured, well, she just needed to bounce it off somebody first. And then 
uh, depending on my reaction, was when she was going to go public with it. And, you know, maybe she just had to say it out loud just in order to convince herself that she needed to work on that particular part of her life. Just she knew that was something there was something wrong and she just needed to say it out loud. And I was more than willing to listen to it. And it was the same thing when I was back in high school. The girls would come over to me and sit and talk and go, hey, what's going on? You know, didn't wipe the uh, wipe my the desk of my or the desk I was sitting at mindlessly while I wait for them to say something, you know, they, I just go, Hey, how's it going? And then they go, oh, this, that, and, and I said, well, hey, you need to talk about it. And sometimes they would, sometimes they wouldn't, but I'm, I was more than comfortable at the time. It times changed after uh, a little while. Be, uh, and I'll talk about that in another podcast, but the good, the good point of it is, that being a bartender, being uh, being a server, uh, you're bringing, uh, you know, a little bit of happiness to somebody's life just because people are able to get stuff off their chests and, you know, just finally be able to say something to somebody. And the bartender is has always been well-known as the person that you can talk to tell your uh, troubles to Um, maybe not so much in corporate places because you're, they're constantly busy and slinging drinks for themselves and the tables. But when you go into the small mom and pop stores that are, are not exactly uh, serving a ton of food or whatever uh, they're because they're just there to sell drinks. They, uh, you know, they have a little bit more time to stand and talk to you for a few minutes. Uh, um, isn't that right, other bartenders out there? Well, that's all I got to say about that for now. Uh, this is the Wednesday Quick Shot episode anyway. It, it is uh, one of the shorter episodes of the week. And, uh, you know, just remember, if you actually enjoy doing your job, then fucking do it. And who the fuck cares? If, you know, they say, oh, you're just a server or a bartender or a cook, who the fuck cares? You enjoy your job. Go ahead and fucking do it. If you're using uh, bartending and serving to reach a different goal in your life, go for it. You know, don't, uh, bartending is bartending and serving is a standard job that everybody needs and, you know, I haven't seen a fully automated bar yet or restaurant yet that actually works. I mean, sure, you got those uh, places like the sushi bars with the um, the track that goes around and around. But, uh, you know, you still need the human element in there. So uh, if uh, for all you people that are you know, trying, uh, trying your best to reach a super goal, something that you've always wanted to do. If anything, if it didn't work out, you can go back to, uh, bartending and serving and regroup yourself and then try again, trying again. That's the best thing that you can, uh, that you can do. Don't ever give up on your dream. But until then, if you enjoy, uh, bartending or serving, just do it. And I mean, because, you know, honestly, I never, ever, ever have been able to picture myself sitting behind a desk typing for 
eight hours a day or five days a week sounds so damn boring in a cubicle and for a guy that like me that uh has uh issues with being social i'd probably end up turning it into a fort and you know but being a uh working in the service industry where i yeah i had kind of have to say i have to force myself to talk to people uh was actually better for me than anything else so I'm happy with uh, where my life took me. So I hope you guys are too. Anyway, people, it is last call, last call for alcohol. I want to thank you all for listening. Come back uh, on Saturday. Uh, I got a big show coming up on that day. Uh, who if, who will be my musical guest? Uh, I got a piece of paper here with a musical guest. I did that. I did that. Ah. Uh, little Leslie and the bloodshots. Uh, so come back Saturday for that or the uh, following episode. If you're not listening to these, uh, as they air. So, um, make sure you come back, listen, I'm available on iTunes, Spotify. Well, you pretty much name it. You can find it. You can even, uh, go Alexa, play Hey Bartender podcast, and she'll pick out an episode for you to listen to. It's a lot of fun. If you want to follow Hey Bartender podcast, get some, uh, laughs throughout your day, uh, get some new drink ideas or find out when the next show's coming up. Follow me on Facebook or Instagram. You can, both of those are heybartenderpodcast.com. Hey, and also right now I'm running a special thing. You can look it up on Instagram. I have Hey Bartender Podcast hologram stickers and uh, it, I'm willing to sell those. If you want one, if you want to trade for a sticker or something that advertises you your bar your podcast just direct message me and uh or direct message me on facebook or instagram or uh email me due to a bartenderpodcast.com i do have a limited number so i won't be able to go nuts but uh make sure and let me know if you would like at your own three by three hologram holographic hey bartender podcast sticker so until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, thank you all for listening. And remember, I wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's last go? I just got here.